Welcome to the Content Strategy Experts Podcast, brought to you by Scriptorium. Since 1997, Scriptorium has helped companies manage, structure, organize, and distribute content in an efficient way. In episode 53, we discuss rebranding as a business case for smart content. How can you make sweeping branding changes as quickly and as painless as possible? Hi, I'm Elizabeth Patterson, and I'm joined today with Bill Swallow. Hello. And we're going to talk about smart content and rebranding. So rebranding is a business case for smart content. So Bill, can you describe a little bit about what that business case is? Sure. So rebranding happens when you either have a merger, acquisition, um, you are taking your company in a slightly different direction, modernizing the look and feel, or you might just have a new content marketing officer who comes in, decides that sweeping changes need to be made. Uh, So... Then all of a sudden, all of your content is in the wrong color, wrong size, wrong font, um, wrong logo, wrong taglines, what have you. And usually what this means is that you have to go in and replace them all. But in a traditional content shop, you generally have thousands of word files, thousands of FrameMaker or InDesign files. You know, this is all technical content that while it's not going to be as flashy probably as your marketing content, it still needs to have a lot of this information applied. Uh, So whenever you do make these sweeping marketing changes, you also have to be mindful of all of the supporting documentation that your company has that's going out to customers, going out to field people, and and what have you. So how do you rebrand all of these things when you have all of these many, many, many files um, distributed probably across your company, uh, being accessed and used by a variety of different people. Uh, It's very, very uh, time-consuming and expensive to rework all of these static files, replacing logos in Word files, uh, resizing them, applying new fonts and so forth. You're lucky if you have templates to drive this, but generally uh, what we've seen is that a lot of people do have these one-off files that uh, have ad hoc formatting in there, and everything needs to be redone by hand. So when we talk about smart content, we're really talking about separating the formatting, all of that busy work to get the content to look right, from the content itself. And that way you can use the budget that you would have spent redoing all of this stuff to update tools and uh, processes to make things flow a lot more smoothly. Okay. So with all of these files, that, like you you were kind of going into this some, but rebranding can definitely be a very large undertaking. And, and you started touching on this a little bit, but what methods are companies and authors currently using to do that rebranding? And how can that be improved so that it is m- working most efficiently for them? Well, a common method that actually shows a best practice is that on the uh, the website. So you all of your web content generally is stored in some kind of a content management system, and that system is powered by HTML. Um, some of them are, use other technologies, but generally speaking, you know we can say that they're they're powered by HTML. So all of the content is in there as text, and it's the CMS's job to organize that information, and present it in a certain way. And if you need to go ahead and make those changes, you make the change on the CMS side via templates, style sheets, and what have you, 
and you generally don't touch the content itself. So if you need to change all of your colors from green to red, you go in and you make a style sheet change on the CSS side. Just a couple you know, lines of code max to make that change, and then you republish your, your content and it's in that new color. Same thing with applying logos or redesigning the look and feel of uh, what the published page looks like. All of that happens outside of the content within the system itself. So that is uh, generally the best practice you have when you're looking at um, you know, what, these, uh, what these unstructured environments might look like. And you know, I know I might get flack for saying that a, a web content management system is unstructured because it really isn't. Uh, it's kind of a hybrid. But generally, that's what we're talking about is being able to move to that type of environment. Uh, that is the best case scenario if you have uh, you know, an unstructured uh, situation. Um, but everything else, it, it, it comes down to how that content has been written how that content has been managed, if it's been managed, and what type of changes are, you are making and how extensive it's going to be uh, when you start trying to fix them. And that's where we get into more of the need for smart content. Okay. So can you, speaking of smart content, can you kind of go into a little bit more detail about what exactly smart content means and why is that going to make something like rebranding easier for companies and authors? Sure. So smart content, very, very basically, is structured content with tags and metadata. And what that means is that you have this content um, that has a lot of information in it that is not formatting-based. So when we talk about smart content, we're talking about separating the formatting of the content from the content itself. So this way we're writing without formatting. We're not applying fonts. We're not applying colors. We're not applying um, uh, spaces in between. We're not uh, tweaking the alignment. Uh, we're just focusing on what's being written. And we're tagging it in a way that your system, depending on what you're using, will understand, oh, this is a uh, this is a list. So we're going to publish the list looking this certain way. Uh, here's a table, and this is a certain type of table. So we're going to present it uh, in a particular manner that has, you know, let's say uh, alternate shading. And this other table, we're going to present it without alternate shading. We're not doing that formatting within the content itself, but we're providing information that a publishing system can understand and then render it a certain way on the output side. Okay. So you were touching on this a little bit when we were talking about the, the formatting and uh, writing content without that formatting. But when we're thinking about specific branding assets that a company has, what would a typical branding asset look like structured versus unstructured? Sure. Uh, so in unstructured, and when we talk about branding assets, I want to step back a little bit and say, you know, there's the there's the actual files and such that constitute your branding, and then there is the uh, the actual documentation itself or the content itself. Um, so in unstructured, you might have Word files, FrameMaker files, InDesign files, and you might be fortunate enough to have templates that 
utilize uh, or basically are considered those branding assets where they contain all the correct fonts, all the correct colors, the correct use cases for them, the correct layouts with all the images uh, that you need for the background and so forth intact and ready to go. Uh, they might have your copyright statements and other boilerplate information already presented in the template. So all you have to do is open those files and update the template. Uh, if your content is, uh, I should say, well-formed and you are adhering to the templates, in theory, all you would have to do is make those template changes once and apply that template to all the files that use it. Uh, that would make it, the update as quick and painless as possible. Save a lot uh, of time. It would. But at the same time, you still need someone to go in there, and um, whether it's via a script, if you're lucky, or whether it's via brute force, open a file, apply a new template, see how it looks, make sure it was applied correctly, and then save the file with the new look and feel. Um, with structured information or smarter content, uh, what you're essentially doing is you are taking all of that busy work out of the equation. So you basically have these text files, and they are void of all formatting, but they have specific semantic information built into them that says, hi, I'm a table, or hi, I'm a list. And they might have specific properties around those that say, I'm this type of list. Uh, but it doesn't actually format the content itself. And what you then have is a series of style sheets, just like you would have in a web CMS. You have a series of style sheets. You have a series of instructions that say, when I publish for this specific purpose, do these things with the content and apply these style sheets appropriately, and then publish to this location. So that way, all of your content doesn't need to be touched. You just need to tweak the pieces that publish the content in order to set the rules to say, hey, we're now changing the color over to blue. Hey, we have a new logo, so let's drop that in. And we want to place it at the bottom of the page instead of the top of the page for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. All of that, all of those rules are applied at the publishing side rather than someone going in and making that change to every single page of content or every single topic that you have if you're publishing to the web, let's say, and making those changes by hand. Well, it sounds like structured content's definitely the way to go to save you some headaches. It definitely is. And we've we've worked with a lot of clients on rebranding for this very specific purpose. And one in particular had a such a strong business case from rebranding alone. Uh, they actually calculated out the amount of time it would take them to apply new fonts, new colors, new logos, new taglines to all of their content. And they looked at that total cost of time and effort, and it spanned years to update all of their content. We're talking a very big wow. company here. And so they looked at it and said, you know what? It's going to be more cost effective. It's going to be more time effective to go ahead and just move this stuff over to a smart content format and do it all that way. Mm -hmm. So rather than taking a few years of time to get all of this done and using many, many, many human resources that could have been used elsewhere, like updating content, uh, making further improvements, documenting new products. So they decided to outsource and say, we're going to convert all of our information and we're going to move from our current format to the smart content format. And they had a third party just go ahead and convert all that stuff 
And then they they sat down and they worked hard on how they want this branding to look in their new output. And we're talking months of time versus years of time in order to rebrand all of that content. And again, uh, it was something ridiculous, like a, a few hundred thousand pages worth of content. That's that's just crazy. Definitely something to to talk about with your company and look into to make sure that you're, you know, being efficient. Right, you were talking a little bit about how structured content is void of of all formatting, and so I, I wonder if you can give a um, define this picture a little bit more on what content without formatting looks like. Sure. So in in, in this situation, you have instead you have a series of text files, and these text files are. You can open them up in a text editor. Uh, they are not flashy. They're not proprietary, um, and you know they could be something that is uh, structured, so some type of XML maybe, or they could be even something a little more simpler. Uh, they could be something like Markdown, um, and I wouldn't necessarily call Markdown smart, but it does afford you a lot of the same capabilities. You're just lacking a lot of metadata that you would get in an XML-based solution. But generally, all of these uh, smart content formats, they are void of all of that, f- that formatting information. So instead of saying, you know, here's a heading one, and I'm going to select it and make it 16-point uh, blue uh, with you know, 24 points of space underneath it. And being able to save that to a template and apply that every single time, you're just saying, hey, I'm a heading. And in a smart content situation, all of the understanding of how to format that heading is on the publishing side. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to one particular format, you know, you might have a series of rules that says, okay, this is blue, this is 24 points, this is, you know, it has, it's centered, what have you. And then you go to another target and it says, okay, this one is for a particular rebranding effort or it's for a separate product or for it's for our partner company. So this one needs to be red and it needs to be in this different font and it needs to be offset this way and handled in a different manner. You're not making those changes to the content. Mm-hmm. You're making those changes over on the publishing side based on those rules for where that content is going. Okay. Okay. So companies right now that are thinking they have it's time for them to rebrand and they're trying to make decisions. You've touched on this a little bit and the the time saver, but why is migrating to smart content the right choice? Well, it really affords you the ability to manage a lot of the again, the look and feel processing of your content separately from the content itself. So you're able to do a variety of different things, publish to a variety of different mediums without having to change the content. If the specs for your published output changes, then the content itself is unaffected. At that point, all you need to do is make those changes on the publishing side and then run the content through again. And if you have different look and feel requirements based on where the content is going, whether it's going to the web, whether it's going to PDF, whether it's going to um, a third party uh, to be consumed by them, uh, if it's going to some OEM partner, uh, you can go ahead and process that content differently uh, without Mm -hmm. having to modify the content itself. You have all those rules built into the publishing side of things and not in the content storage side. Um, The other benefit is that when you start thinking about smart content, things get 
a lot more modular. Your content is written in smaller chunks. Mm -hmm. And those chunks can be assembled, reassembled, remixed, removed. And you can produce new things with that content without having to rewrite it, without having to go in and physically reorganize it from a source point of view. You're just saying, hey, I have you know these five talking points and I'm going to arrange them in the output in any variety of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, and some other things uh, you can do uh, is that you can externalize a lot of uh, the branding elements um, in your uh, smart content environment. Uh, so things you know can be swapped in and out as you need them. So not only do you have the look and feel and the organization of the content, but you can swap logos in and out. You can swap screenshots and other images in and out, depending on what you need to show. Um, This particularly comes in handy with localization, where you don't need to go ahead and replace a bunch of images. You just reset the pointers. Um, Other things like company names, uh, product names, if those things change, um, if they change often especially, those can be externalized and managed separate from the content itself. So all you have to do is swap in and out a new name and republish. You know, swap a new name once <laughs> and republish mm-hmm. in all of the areas where it's being used. Uh, things like taglines, copyright statements, and, and other boilerplate information that generally would require you to rework your content and then republish. You can just make that change once. And it could be easy, as easy as flipping a flag on the publishing side to say, okay, we're going from publishing scenario A to publishing scenario B. Mm-hmm. Now run the content through. So it saves you a lot of time uh, by being able to externalize all these things and be able to remove that formatting from the content itself. Okay. Which then allows you more time to work on other things that exactly. your company needs to. Exactly. Because the worst time sink that you can have is formatting content. Um, it adds a visual value, but the amount of time it takes someone to do it by hand is nearly excruciating. And... Um, that time could be better spent doing other things like developing new content or working on new projects to be able to further leverage uh, the existing content that you have. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we are going to go ahead and wrap up. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Content Strategy Experts podcast brought to you by Scriptorium. For more information, visit scriptorium.com or check the show notes for relevant links.